Open mine eyes that I may see Glimpses of truth thou hast for me Open mine eyes, illumine me Spirit divine Love of my life, I am crying I am not dying, I am dancing Dancing along in the madness There is no sadness like to invite you to a soul-level encounter. Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That's what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. You will hear the music that has charted the steps of their spiritual journey, that has provided a touchstone in the soul's dark night and sung the heart's awe and joy when come to the light. Over the next hour, you will be a witness and companion to our guests' spiritual path and sacred testimony. Welcome to Song of the Soul. Pleased to have as my Song of the Soul guest today, David Howard. Music has long been a vital part of his life and expression of spirit, including his newest CD release called Spark. Raised in traditional southern churches, his spiritual journey has led him to Unity and Religious Science co-travelers. He joins us now by phone from Texas. David, thanks so much for joining me for Song of the Soul. Well, thank you for having me. It's my pleasure to be on the show. I'm very glad to have you on the show. It'd be even better if you were up here in Eau Claire, but in fact, you're talking to me from somewhere down in Texas. Whereabouts are you, and where do you originate from? I am in very warm and humid Dallas, Texas today. But, no, I'm not from here originally. Actually, I grew up in Georgia, just outside of a town called Augusta, Georgia, famous for the Masters Golf Tournament pretty much grew up in Augusta and around Augusta, but I moved to Dallas in 1985, so I feel as though I'm almost a Texas native these days. Definitely a southern boy. Now, I've run into you, David, as a musician, but I'm sure you have a complete life outside of this latest CD that you've just produced. Care to give me a little bit of your background, where and how you grew up, and how you got where you are? Sure. Actually, one of my first memories, I think, is around music. I grew up with music in my household. My mother played the piano, and my sister and I would gather around the piano after dinner, and my mother would play old hymns. 
that's about all she knew how to play, but she could play hymns quite well. And she would sing, and my sister and I would sing, and then we would try to do harmonies and things. So music has always been a big part of my life, and I've sung all of my life. But I studied music in college. I was a voice performance major, actually, in college there. I went to college in Augusta, did some local theater there, and have done a little local theater here in Dallas, but not a great deal of it here. Mostly my singing now is in churches and other spiritual organizations. What was your religious upbringing, and what kind of hymns were you raised singing as part of that tradition? Well, mostly Baptist, old Baptist hymns. My mother was Baptist, and my father was a Presbyterian, so I have attended Presbyterian churches, Baptist churches, Methodist churches, all sorts of different denominations of the Christian church. So I definitely grew up with a, definitely a southern, very traditional Christian background. I wasn't really raised in the church. We didn't attend regularly, but I did begin attending church regularly when I was probably about 12 or 13 years old. So I definitely got a strong foundation, maybe, in the traditional Southern Christian tradition. And that's where you are today? No, I'm quite a bit removed from that today. Uh, I went through a period where I totally stopped going to church or having any, what I would call, a religious affiliation to my late teens, when I was about 19, didn't really have a, what I would call a conscious spiritual path, probably until I was about 30. About that time, I uh, entered a a 12-step program, and part of that program is connecting with a higher power, and, and that really caused me to start searching for a power, a higher power that I really could live with and then turn my life over to. So the God that I grew up with was a a big man in the sky who was just there to be sure you did all the right things and would punish you if you didn't. But when I entered recovery, I chose to come to an understanding of a higher power that I thought I could relate to and have any desire to turn my will and my life over to. And at that point, I began a very conscious search for a spiritual life that resonated with what I thought was true, even though I really didn't know at the time what I thought was true. I was just sort of searching, and I thought, maybe once I hear it, I'll know it, one of those kinds of things. And that prompted me then to start visiting what I would call more for lack of a better term, New Thought Churches, the Unity Church was where I started and felt very comfortable there and heard some things from the pulpit there in some classes at the Unity Church that I resonated with and I thought that sounded like truth to me. And then I went to Religious Science, which is just probably one step removed from Unity, but is really all about how you create your reality with your thoughts. That sort of started me on the path to New Thought, or what is called New Thought. Actually, it's not all that new, but the teachings of Emerson and uh, Thomas Troward and 
new thought, like within the last 200 years. Yes, within the last 200 years. What you just said echoes strongly with or from the lyrics of the first song that you selected for your Song of the Soul. It's called There Is a Place, and it speaks about finding a home, a, a spiritual home that you can be authentic in. Is that why you picked this song? Well, that does speak to the truth that I hear in the song. The main reason I picked this song, honestly, is I associate this song with the work of Byron Katie, if you're familiar with that at all. Byron Katie has this four-question process called the work, which just invites us to go within and to seek the answers within ourselves and know that we all have the answers within us and that there is a place where we can all go to do our own healing and to find our own answers and to be comforted and to be healed. And so, yes, I think that is that place that we all have, that connection that we all have with the higher power, God, universe, whatever you choose to call it. That's why I chose to include this song on my album. Do you have any actual connection with the woman who wrote the song, Cindy Borup? Do you know her? Well, unfortunately, no. When I decided to record the song, I contacted Cindy and her co-writer found out at that point that Cindy had actually made her transition, passed away about a year before that. So I was not able to ever talk with her or share with her how much I appreciated her writing the song. I do feel a great connection with her, as many, I think many have who've heard the song and many who have sung it, I think, have expressed to me how much they feel the connection and the truth and just the spirit that came through her as she wrote the song. I'll suggest that as we listen to the song, we, in gratitude, remember Cindy, and also thankfulness to you, David Howard, my guest for Song of the Soul, for passing Cindy's song on to us in the world. The song is, There is a Place. I'm the light 
shines through each window, and the door is open wide, and each question has an answer. There is a place where every sorrow ends. Come with me, where every hope and every truth begins. Come with me. What a pleasant journey! Isn't very far. We can go together. Stay right where you are. Now it's time to start. It's right here in your heart. And now it's time to start. It's right here in your heart. How long ago did you run into that song, David? Well, I attended the school for the work. Uh, Byron Katie has a, a school. It's a nine-day intensive process of learning how to use that tool. And I attended that school in 2002, and that's when I first heard the song. She uses that song as one of the main theme songs in the school. You mentioned, David, that you set out on your search, your conscious search for a spiritual home, back when you went through twelve-step program. How long ago was this? Has this been a relatively recent search, or has it been long-standing? Actually, that was in 1994, so it's a fairly new process for me, actually, and I think I have jumped into it with both feet and. Hands and arms and whole body, I think. But I am definitely a seeker, and I take every opportunity I can to learn and to experience new ways of seeing things and new ways of thinking about things. And I, I like being in that place. I like questioning, and I like connecting with other people and other traditions. And I just celebrate it. I celebrate it for everyone. Whatever works for that individual that will connect them with that deep place of knowing. Well, tell me about the next song that you chose for your song of the soul. The title of the song is "Comforts Sigh," and really, what you just said about that place of passion and depth and belonging—that sounds like you could have been describing the content of this song. How does this song actually connect with your spiritual journey? Well, this song actually is written by Sarah Hickman, who has become over the past. Couple of years, a personal friend. She is a light. I really resonate with her. I just love her energy, and I really wanted to do one of her songs. When I heard this song, I thought, "Yes, that's the one I, I want to do." Part of the, the lyric is, "I've got to believe in my own journey. I must, you know, I believe in my own song." And I think that that speaks to all of us that we all have a song to sing. And that we're all here for a purpose, and we may not know what that is, but if we listen, we can listen deeply within us in the quiet, 
And I believe that we each have that song, and that song sings itself to us joyously and with celebration. And when we can just surrender to that and really sing that song, then all of life is enriched. Our lives are enriched, and the life of the planet is enriched. We all go through those times, as the song talks about, when we feel weary. But there are people who will remind us. Hopefully there are people in our lives who will remind us of our song. The title of the song is Comfort Sigh. I'm waiting for that. You know, there is that comfort. There is that comfort sigh that comes when somebody is in my life and reminds me of my song and reminds me that I have the strength to do it and even supports me in doing it. And wow, you know, what a sigh of relief that can be. That sounds like the perfect introduction for this song. The song is sung by my guest for today's Song of the Soul, David Howard. I'm your host, Mark Helpsmeet. The song is Comfort's Sigh. I must have faith in my own journey. I must believe that I belong. Though I am weary and I feel forgotten. I'll find a strength in my own song. I see the sorrow of my yesterday. I read tomorrow. Front page news. I hear a heartbeat. Long ago and bittersweet. It's a glass slipper. I'll never lose I must have faith In my own journey I must believe That I belong Though I am weary And I feel forgotten I'll find the strength In my own Had one too, the lonely anguish, the flicker of anger, so many questions of what to do. I must have faith in my own journey. I must believe that I belong. Behind this curtain 
dreams die Waiting for lovers' hands And comfort's sigh I must have faith that song mentions losing your way, kind of losing track of your center. And I'm wondering if that still happens to you, or maybe you've already transcended. (laughs) Well, you know, Mark, I wish I could tell you that I have transcended all of that, but that would not be a truthful statement. No, certainly not. I forget so often, and I'm very thankful for all the people in my life who are there to remind me of my song when I'm do forget sometimes. You mentioned, David, that it was 12-step groups that really got you going on your spiritual path. Is that something that you use to call you back to the path now? Do you still go to 12-step groups? I don't. I made a conscious choice not to do that any longer when I got deeply involved in um, in my spiritual path. <laughs> Actually, it's kind of kind of ironic, but what I realized about that was to keep going to a 12-step program and keep affirming that I am an addict was sort of, in a way, defeating the purpose of changing my mind about being an addict. But not what I wanted to continue to do. I mean, I wanted to affirm that I'm healthy and whole and complete and I'm making different choices in my life today. So I just consciously made a choice not to do that any longer. But I think they're valuable. I think the 12-step program is invaluable and has saved many lives. And in some ways, it saved mine. Speaking of saving lives, the next song you've selected for your Song of the Soul is One Last Day to Live. It's a song, as I listen to it, not so much about dying as it is about living and living fully. So that's my take on it, but what does it mean to you, and why did you choose to include it here? Well, I I included it because I think that it's an age-old question that everybody ask, we ask ourselves, I think, what would I do if I knew that I only had one day to live? Would I call my family and tell how much I love them? Would I make amends to the people that I have, I think I've harmed along the way? How would I choose to spend my last day? I'm wondering what you, David Howard, would do with your final day if you knew it was there. Do you have any idea? Can you share that with the audience and me? Honestly, today, if today were my last day, I would finish this book that I am editing at this very moment. It's a collection of prayers that I've written over the past six or seven years, and I've compiled them, and they're in book form, and got it back from the printer the other day, and now I'm proofing it. I would really spend the rest of today working on that so I could get that out into the hands of people who might benefit from it. Do you have it handy? And if so, 
Is there a short prayer from it that you'd be willing to share with us to give us an idea of what your work is about? I can certainly go grab it. I will just read the one that I open to. In the stillness of this moment, I am present. I feel the beat of my heart. I sense my chest rise and fall with each breath. I hear every thought as it peacefully flows through my mind. I experience this moment in its fullness. I am at peace. I lack nothing. I want nothing. I need nothing. This moment is complete. I am complete in it. Thank you for that, David. Now that our listeners have heard this, I'm imagining they want to get a copy of this book that will be coming out soon. When is it coming out, and how would they get a hold of it? It's actually available on my website now to order. It will be available actually for shipping in the next couple of weeks. And your website is? It is davidhoward.com. The other question that just begs to be answered is, what's the other side of this last day to live? When your last day is finished, what happens next? What ideas do you have about that or beliefs? Well, today, my thought about that is that the spirit of us is eternal. And that which animates this physical form is spirit and is the essence of life, actually. And that all life is connected. And even though this body is being animated, the spirit that animates it is still connected to all of life, to the universe, to the trees, the flowers, other people. And that when the body dies, when the body is no longer animated, then the spirit is just free and part of all of life. I don't know that it's ever separated. I don't think that bodies separate us. Only in our thinking do bodies separate us, I believe. When we do lay down the body, then the life of us still lives on. I don't think my life will live on as David, because David is this body, and David is all the associations I have with this body and all the experiences that this body has had. I think what animates this body that I choose to call David is just spirit. And as I said, when this body lays down, then the spirit still is on. With that in mind, let's listen to One Last Day to Live. It's a song written by Jeff Black, but it's performed here by my guest, David Howard. It's called One Last Day to Live. If you had one last day to live And your soul was free from doubt Would you tell them how you feel? Would you rise before the sun? Would you ride a little home? Would you try to make me? Does the light look different now? Does it break without a sound? Does it make you laugh out loud like when you were a child? One last day to live And your soul Was free from fear 
Would you kill that monster now? Yeah. Would you raise the summer wind? Write a song does not cry. Get stoned sail the sea. Would you pray to God or not? What you ain't got Or get just something new Would you kiss the one you love Down below and up above Could you bear the burden of Nothing Colors call you out Do they fade or scream and shout Does the thunder scare you now You had one last day to live And your soul was free from shame Would you let your real light shine? Does the light look different now? Does it break without a sound? Does it make you laugh out loud? Like when you were a child As you go kicking through the That was One Last Day to Live by my guest for today's Song of the Soul, David Howard. I'm Mark Helpsmeet, and this is a Northern Spirit Radio production. You can listen to this program again from my website, northernspiritradio.org, and, of course, find a list of the music on this program. And, also important, find helpful links, like a link to davidhoward.com, the website for my guest. As I look through the songs you've selected, David, there's a lot of life and death and what keeps us from life and what leads us to life. That's obvious for this previous song, One Last Day to Live, and the lyrics of the next song strongly lead us in that theme. The song is called Silver Lining, and the words that I'm thinking of are that we are born with our eyes wide open. What does that mean to you, and what drew you to this song, Silver Lining? Uh, Well, Silver Lining is about that, the light. I think it is all about light and uh, the spirit of us being the light. One of the lyrics is, the light don't sleep. Just another grammar's not very good, but know that the light doesn't sleep. The light never sleeps. That which we are, it's uh, eternal. 
that we are born with that knowing. I mean, we are born into the world with our eyes wide open, so to speak, aware of that, that the life of us comes in, fully aware that we are the light, and holding it in your hand, you know, metaphorically holding that in your hands and sprinkling it like diamonds. I just love the visual of that, sprinkling the light like diamonds all over the earth, all over everything, and just sharing the light as we walk through our day. The lyrics you're speaking of definitely caught my ear for the wonderful turn of phrase that's used there. I think it was, step into the silence, take it in your own two hands, sprinkle it like diamonds all across this land. And of course, the reason that image, sprinkling silence all across this land like diamonds, the reason it drew me so strongly is because entering into silence is how we Quakers do worship. That is, we go into the silence and we turn to the light. How do you see that relationship between light and silence? Well, I think that in the silence, when when I can stop my conscious thinking mind, which sometimes, you know, gets into this whole what I call monkey mind, when I can calm that and come into somewhat of silence, then the light can be revealed. And I think when the mind is going crazy, jumping around from different subjects here and there and creating chaos, sometimes it may be difficult to really connect and to remember the light. This song is a good opportunity to remember that connection to silence and light. Let's listen to the song, Silver Lining, sung here by David Howard. Take this silver lining, keep it in your own. Shine it when the night is burning red. Shine it in the twilight. Shine it on the cold, cold ground. Shine it till these walls. Darkness 
wonderful image scattering diamonds of light all across this land. You do that also as part of your work. You're singing across this land. I mentioned earlier that you've been living down in Dallas, Texas, down in the hot, hot south, while I'm way up here in what people think of as the frigid north, even though it's 80 degrees today. But the twain does meet sometimes, as I think in September you're going to be making a pilgrimage up to my region. I want our listeners to know that they could see you, David, performing in person in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. You're going to be at the Unity Christ Center in Eau Claire on September 9th, and then a week later on September 16th, they could also catch you over in Golden Valley, Minnesota, which isn't all that far from here. Uh, So they could check that again on your website, davidhoward.com, or get the link from my northernspiritradio.org. September 9th in Eau Claire, September 16th in Golden Valley, Minnesota. You know, it's really good to know that you'll be gracing the region, and I'm going to look forward to meeting you on that occasion. Let's go right on to your next song. It's called Cicadas. I noticed from the liner notes that this is the only one of the ten songs on your Spark CD that you participated in writing, along with Jay Kendall. Where did this song come from for you? This song came about as I was sitting in my living room one day in the summer last year. I just all of a sudden heard the cicadas outside. In that moment, realized how much noise they were making. It really took me back to my childhood in Georgia on my grandmother's farm. I would spend time there during the summers with my grandmother, and she had a farm with lots of trees, and in those trees, sometimes during the summer, were cicadas, and sometimes they were so loud that it was difficult to sleep at night because there were so many of them, and it was so loud. And it just took me back to that time. started writing about the cicadas, thought it was just going to be a poem, and, and then as I was reading the poem aloud, the melody began to come and played it for Jay, and he made some suggestions about lyrics, and one of the, the players, the bass player, actually, um, John Adams, made some chord suggestions. You know, that's the way we wrote it as a team. One of the lines from the song that really spoke to me was the line where you say that the cicadas make no apology for the cacophony that they make. And that's something I can really relate to. And I think that's why the cicadas, uh, the song of the cicadas just really spoke to me because it can be considered racket. It can be considered just noise. But when I stop to listen and really think about it, it's just the song of life singing itself through this creature called a cicada. They don't give any thought. I mean, obviously, I don't know. They might. But I don't think they <laughs> give any thought to whether other people are going to appreciate it or if anybody's going to be bothered by it. They just do it because that's what they do. And I think that when we, as human beings, can embrace that and just live that life and honor that life and sing that song that wants to come through us, then we really do enrich the life of the planet. Cicadas boldly sing their song Take no thought of being wrong No apology they make For the cacophony that awakes Strident voices, nature's din Every new breath born again A song that only wins an ear From 
desires and you give it voice Nothing else will do Let your life sing out loud Make noise to the cicadas Cicadas, co-written by my guest David Howard, along with J. Kendall Johnson and John Adams. Thanks to all three of you for that song. We've got two more songs left, David, and the next one is the title track of your CD. The song and the CD are called Spark. That must be a special song for you. Well, it is a special song. I chose the title Spark, actually, because of the song on the album titled Spark, but also because of what I think of as that, as we were talking about early light and had the spark of creation, the spark of God, the spark of, of the universe that is innately a part of who we are, or innately actually who we are, just, you know, the connection that we have with people, or it's all about light and spark and igniting each other. And But this song actually was written by one of my favorite groups over the Rhine, Linford Detweiler and Karen Berquist out of Cincinnati. But the song is really written as a tribute to John Lennon. When I heard them perform it, when Karen introduced it, she said, this song is written in tribute to John Lennon and actually his ardent voice in the peace movement. And it talks about how it's not the spark, which I guess would be any sort of word or deed or injury that causes the fire, which I'm interpreting as war or conflict or whatever that is. It's the air you breathe that fans the flame. It's the it's what we put into it. It's the thoughts we put into it. It's the energy we put into it that really creates something. And whether that's something like war or conflict or whether that's something like a creation, it's the same thing. A spark is just the beginning of anything. What I love about the song is this the image where she says, sleep with one ear close to the ground and wake up screaming. You know, if we live our lives in fear, worried about what's going to happen next, then we wake up screaming, but when we can let that go, then we wake up dreaming. Well, I think that's about as good as we're going to say it until we actually hear you sing the song. 
This is David Howard, and he's singing title track for his CD. The song is Spark. It's not the spark that caused the fire. It was the air you breathe that fanned the flame. What you think you'll solve with violence will only spread like a disease until it all comes round again. Was John the only dreamer? Sleep with one ear close to the ground. Ground and wait. 
I think, David, that that song works on many levels, both the personal level where what you fear is what you feed frequently, but I think it also works on a national level. When what we do is give in to the fear, we feed the flames of violence and destruction, which I'm afraid we're seeing very widespread internationally now, fed by fear in the United States. So thanks for that gift. Let's go on to your final song right away. Of course, each song on your CD is special in its own way, but this one's special, special, because one of the co-authors of it is listed as Woody Guthrie, and the other one being Slade Cleave, so I don't know, but this doesn't sound like any other Woody Guthrie song I've heard. Could you give me the history? Tell me about where this song comes from. Well, you know, Woody Guthrie was a prolific writer, and he, from what I understand, has volumes of unpublished work, and Slade Cleaves is also a, a Texan down Austin, was able to, to find this text and put it to music. And I could just imagine him, you know, Woody Guthrie, just waking up one morning and just feeling full of life and just saying... This morning I'm born again. I see everything clearly and I'm connected to life and I, I'm just embracing everything and I'm strong and just all that embodies that whole idea of reawakening and being born into new life, not worrying about what tomorrow's going to bring or what's going to happen when I die, but knowing that I can be right here and right now and accept for myself the power that God is in me as me and I can just be reborn right here and right now. Wow! To me, that's a state of heaven right here on earth. The song is This Morning I Am Born Again. The words by Woody Guthrie. song created by Slate Cleaves and performed here by my guest, David Howard. Oh, 
myself going to revivals a lot more if that was the kind of music being played there. Great song. I want to remind folks that you're going to be up here in Eau Claire, all the way up from Dallas, Texas. Here in Eau Claire on September 9th, you're going to be at Unity Christ Center here. And over in Golden Valley, Minnesota, the following Sunday, the 16th of September. And I have a feeling that maybe you'll get inspired and use that song and conduct your own kind of Unity revival here. Well, you know, I hadn't thought about that, but I might do that. Sometimes I think that old Southern Baptist preacher comes out in me sometimes, but I don't know that the Unity Church would brace that. Well, David, I'm sure that the people lucky enough to be present on September 9th when you're at the Unity Christ Center here in Eau Claire will be pleased with any of the great songs that you pull out for the occasion. I send blessings to you and yours down in Texas, Thank you for the gift of song you've brought us today, and thanks for sharing your song of the soul. Well, Mark, I I appreciate your giving me the opportunity to be on your show and to express what this music means to me. I wish all your listeners the joy of being in the light all the time. Thanks so much, David. You've been listening to a Song of the Soul interview with David Howard of Dallas, Texas. The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it's called Song of the Soul. My name is Mark Helpsmeet, and this is a Northern Spirit Radio production. You can listen to this program again, track down the list of songs included, and a whole lot more on my website, northernspiritradio.org. And I invite you to share your Song of the Soul with my listeners. Just contact me via my website. And please, join me weekly for Song of the Soul. You can be happy Let in the light It will heal you And you can feel you And sing out a song of the soul